3: Let's go back to last Tuesday, when there were all those immigration arrests. There was this guy, Christian, who's a 26-year-old college student in Oakland. He's getting ready for class, running a few minutes late. He leaves his house, gets behind the wheel, and almost immediately, he's surrounded by four unmarked cars, and he's blocked in. Federal agents get out. They say they have a warrant for his arrest. As he's being cuffed, he yells to his neighbor, Call my mom! He doesn't know where he's being taken. Last week, the largest ICE raid in the region in recent memory.
1: ...news tonight. ICE says a major four-day California operation is over, with 232 arrested in Northern California.
3: Today, we'll walk you through an ICE arrest and what happens next. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The
1: Bay. Um, if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself first and last name what you do.
0: Sure. Lisa Knox. I'm an immigration managing attorney at Centro Legal de la
3: Raza. Lisa Knox spoke with Alex Emsley, a criminal justice reporter at KQED. Alex is part of a team of reporters who have covered immigration heavily over the last year. He met up with her last Tuesday, just as people were hearing about these ICE raids.
0: We don't have too much information. Uh, I have just some basic facts. Well, so one
1: person was it's like up- operating in a fog, a lot of this. You don't know what's happening and it's very that's that's the position of reporters. That's the position of advocates, too. And so what these advocacy organizations have done is try to set up a network where they can funnel information to be able to then respond to actual detentions that are occurring.
0: So we got two calls, uh, one last night from someone uh, whose family member was detained by ICE when they were being released from criminal custody. The,
1: The Rapid Response Network had received some calls Um, of a handful of arrests throughout Alameda County. Um, She knew that there was a good chance that people were being taken to sort of a central immigration enforcement processing hub, which is located in San Francisco. It's in the financial district.
0: They are brought here for processing. They're interviewed by ICE. ICE will decide whether to release or detain them. And then they'll be sent by the end of the day to uh, one of the four Bay Area detention centers.
1: What does she know at this point? Well, she had a couple of names, right? Um, Her network had called, you know, Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents who were able to confirm, yes, we have this or that person in custody. What does she know about their situations? Almost nothing.
0: Uh, So minimum, we need a name. Uh, If we can get a date of birth and an alien number, so the number that immigration assigns to um, people once they're in their system, and we have a little bit of information from the family members about uh, what family members they have here in the United States. But the rest of the information I'll get from them once I go inside and do an intake with both of them.
1: Is expedited removal a concern here? Is there, is there some window that you need to get in and intervene?
0: Yes, so that is always a concern. Um, if somebody has a prior removal, uh, that could be reinstated and they could be removed you know, as soon as the same day if they're from Mexico.
1: So I think that this is typical there's a there's this window of time that um, advocates and immigration attorneys really feel like it's it's important to intervene, especially if somebody has a prior deportation, they can get moved into a fast track uh, deportation proceeding that that doesn't have any kind of guarantee to a hearing. And really, um, you know, people can be removed from the country by by the evening.
3: Alex has been reporting a lot of this story with Julie Small, who's another immigration reporter. She'd been trying to get this interview with ICE to figure out what happens when they conduct these mass arrests, especially here in the Bay Area. It took her a while, but then ICE gave her an interview.
2: I've been asking for an interview with an ICE official for three years. Who'd they give you? They gave me Eric Bonner. He is the um, uh, director of field operations for the San Francisco Regional Office of
3: ICE.
1: The current operation is just a larger scale of what we do on a regular basis.
3: Why is ICE conducting these raids?
2: Well, he said that ICE is conducting these raids because of changes in California to our laws, you know, SB 54, which we just... The sanctuary state law. The sanctuary state law means that he says it effectively ended all cooperation with local law enforcement.
3: Coming from an ICE perspective, what did he say? How, do, how does it go down?
2: They, uh, they're working off lists. Um, based, uh, they find people's names in, in crime databases. Um, they go out with these lists. It's a, it's a lot like you'd see a, a police operation. You've got a group. You bang on a door, um, ring the doorbell, ask for somebody. Um, they're in the streets, and um, they spend a lot of time surveying uh, a residence. They, they prefer to wait for someone to come out.
3: Bonner says ICE has to work like this because Bay Area law enforcement isn't helping them out. Julie asked him about the pushback they get here.
2: In some parts of the Bay Area, I would imagine people are just openly hostile to your agents. We, how, does, we, how do you handle that? We
1: we have run into that, and, and it seemed like during this operation it got worse as the days went on. So it did get more dangerous. We did have more um, resistant arrests and... Uh, members of the community, you know, openly chastising our officers when they were out. So Julie and
3: Alex, can we expect more ICE arrests in the Bay Area?
1: Absolutely more arrests. The question is whether or not there will be another major operation. And I think that we know that this is a federal agency with limited resources. They they have to choose where they're sending people. And all indications are that they flew agents in from all over the country to, to do this operation in San Francisco, as they have in Texas, as they have in L.A., in their major operations before. So it's likely that force, I think, would move to somewhere else in the country.
2: It will move and then maybe it will come back. California because of our 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 politics and uh, the 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 fact that we've decided that you know immigrants are part of our community and we're going to defend them, um, I can expect. I think we can expect to, to to remain a focus of ICE enforcement.
3: If the Bay Area should expect more raids in the future, there are going to be more people swept up in them. People like Christian, that 26-year-old college student we heard about earlier. Alex Emsley spoke to Christian at the ICE building in San Francisco's financial district, where they bring people they've arrested.
1: You know, you got a picture of this in your head. It's it's a room where there's there's two sides and it's separated by um, two large windows that are like glass partitions where there's, there's no contact. And so you're speaking through glass and, and using a telephone receiver to do it. Why was he arrested? He said that ISIS agents had informed him that they were looking for him because he had a criminal conviction from 2013. Basically, he had pleaded guilty to misdemeanor disturbing the peace. Um, what happened with Christian? It's, it's the law enforcement agency that determines whether someone will be released um, pending a, a hearing as to whether they're deportable or not. Or whether they should pay some kind of a collateral to ensure that they show up to that like, hearing scheduled in the future. That's called a bond. Like a bond, yeah. Okay. Yeah, or 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 the, um, you know, whether they just should be held because there's some sort of a they're they're an extreme public safety threat or almost certain to to be a flight risk. In Christian's case, um, the uh, immigration agents that did his intake um, set his bond at five thousand dollars. Christian borrowed that
3: $5,000 from friends and family. He's back in Oakland now. Alex spoke to him yesterday.
1: Right, you, you still okay at work though? Like you, you still have a job and everything? Okay, so what? I guess my last question for you right now is just like how are you going about your daily life right now?
3: Christian told Alex he thinks his college semester might be shot. He's missed too many classes. And he also doesn't know how he's going to pay back that $5,000 he borrowed. What comes next for Christian is a hearing before an immigration judge. Others arrested by ICE could still be detained. And some may have already been deported. I'm Devin Katayama. You've been listening to The Bay.